It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Morano. You know, a month or so ago, uh, we did a segment where we talked about connecting with those who have passed. And I interviewed a guest that uh, billed themselves as a medium. And I was deluged with not one, not two, but almost a dozen people who had heard the interview or at least seen something about it on social media. And they said, no, 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 no. The person that you talked to was okay, or they were good, or they were fine, or they were terrible. The person that you need to talk to is George Anderson. So it's very rare that I'll have a dozen people all recommending the same guest on the same subject. So let me look into this fellow, George Anderson. I have to tell you, what I have found, I have just been blown away by. And I suspect you're going to be pretty interested in what he has to say as well. So I want to welcome George Anderson, who is not only known as the world's most scientifically tested medium, but he's a very sought after speaker and author and a New York Times bestselling author at that. George Anderson, thanks so much for joining me on the radio. Thank you for having me. George, uh, let's discuss uh, the basics. What is being a medium? Is it seeing the future? Is it talking to the dead? Is it reading people's thoughts? Is it is it several of those? What is it? Well, in my case, and I have to let people know I'm just the paint job, but um, it's not like going into trance or anything like that. It's really communication from those who have passed on through feeling. Um, I did a seminar with Eben Alexander and I had said something, you know, give my brain a rest. And he said, no, this isn't working off your brain. It's working off your subconscious. And I realize that now that it's amazing how they can find information in my subconscious of things that might have happened 40 years ago and show it to me. And that would be a link with them or a name or something. So it's it's really the souls that do the work. I'm just the instrument. but Or as I say, I'm just the paint job. But it can be quite fascinating. And recently I had a gentleman who came to me for a session and I was flabbergasted. I didn't know who he was because I don't have any previous information. And I was flabbergasted because I started seeing myself as an eight-year-old walking up the block and waving to this elderly lady who used to sit in a hammock on a nice summer's day and her waving back. And then I felt I saw, because it's really feelings, I felt I saw her two daughters. And they happened to be our neighbors who lived, lived across the street. And the man I was doing a session for, one of the daughters that lived there, her name was Agnes, And I saw her because she was always on her bicycle running errands or whatever. She's a grown woman, of course. And 
I was sorry to hear that he said she had a rough time prior to her passing. But it was just gave me the chills, like seeing that memory again from so long ago Mm -hmm. and seeing them again and knowing who they were, you know, and feeling their presence and reaching out to them. It was, you know, and yet I've had other sessions where I had this woman whose husband had been a real SOB when he was here (laughs) on the earth to her and in general. And he was in the, like the lower or darker levels. He wasn't fully in the infinite light yet. And he had said to, I felt him saying to me, I'm glad that I passed away because if I hadn't, I probably would have murdered my wife. Wow. And I said that to her and she said, oh yeah, he would have definitely. And she was actually relieved because she doesn't care to forgive him. And I said, well, to be honest with you, forgiveness is overrated. We've been taught that. And if you don't feel comfortable with it, there's no reason why you should. And she contacted me afterwards and said that she was so glad to hear that because she was afraid that if she passed on and she hadn't forgiven him, you know, that what would they do to her in the hereafter? And I said, well, I feel forgiveness is overrated. I have people over there that I have no intentions of forgiving and wouldn't even want to see them over there. I want to see my pets. And, you know, she was just relieved by that. So it's really, it's so different, you know, over there. I mean, I, I've had some close calls health-wise in the last few years, and I keep pulling through, but I tell people, well, it's not my time to be there yet, but when it is, they'll come for me. Which, I just hope it's in my sleep. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the, they say, the way to go. Uh, people just tuning in, we're talking with George Anderson, a man who's been billed as the world's most scientifically tested medium and a New York Times bestselling author. George, how long have you been doing this? Uh, when did you first learn that you um, had the ability to speak with people that had passed on? When I was six years old, I had a very severe attack of chickenpox. And it actually caused paralysis. And when I finally got better, I started, you know, feeling from people that had gone over. And of course, when you're a youngster, it's just taken up as an overactive imagination. But when I was in Catholic school and started to talk about it, they sent me to a psychiatrist because they thought I was a mental case. And I was taken to the state hospital in central Islip, Long Island. And I saw two psychiatrists. I don't know what the second one's name was, 
but he went out to my parents and I overheard him say, I don't know what your son's doing here. There's nothing wrong with him. It's probably that wacko Catholic school he's going to. And I just, you know, I kept it quiet then and then started to do it more publicly. And it started to really, you know, be used to help people in the sense of death, like teaching them not to be afraid of it. It's only a transition from one dimension to another. And here is where we are now is the proving ground. This is the place of spiritual growth. And we have to do the best we can here to lead a very positive life. If you choose not to, nobody's going to break your chops about it because we're always in control here and hereafter. And George, is anybody able to speak with people that have died or is that something that only certain people can do? I really don't know. But I think everybody can be open to receiving signs and evidences from their loved ones over there. Maybe not all the time, maybe when you least expect it. And, you know, I always tell them, don't throw it off as your imagination or such. And I certainly encourage people here to pray for their loved ones who have gone over also because it embraces them with their love. And this way they still feel, you know, that connection. And, I mean, organized religion is not very keen on me. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, you mentioned the uh, your Catholic school background, and a lot of folks might have uh, deeply held religious beliefs. Regardless of how organized religion may feel about you, do you view the tenets of any religious ideology, whatever whatever it is, including Catholicism, in being in conflict with what you're doing, which is talking with the souls of people that have passed on? Well... I mean, I certainly still consider myself Roman Catholic, and I do attend Mass um, two Sundays a month because the priest that is the pastor, he still conducts the traditional Latin Mass, which I prefer. It's more spiritual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and But in my general opinion, religions are the world's troublemakers especially Protestant fundamentalism. And, you know, those people are probably freaking out that I just said that, but that's how I feel. And it's not, I mean, my father's side of the pro, of the family were Protestants. They were English Protestants, Presbyterians and Episcopalians. My mother's side of the family was ultra-Catholic, but... I'm glad that they all, I kind of lean toward that because I like the spirituality of it. Got it, got it. Not the man-made rules and regulations. I have no use for that. But the spirituality 
of of Catholicism to me is very enriching Mm -hmm. and very comforting. You know, the stories of the saints and different apparitions, the incorruptibles. It's too bad that the church changed in the 1960s and did away with all of that, of the spirit. Because what they did is they thought they were bringing the church into modern times and what they really did is destroy the spirituality. And it's very impressive to see that the traditional Latin Mass still attracts a large number of people on those Sundays, especially young people, which I'm very surprised at. But I think they're, they probably, I, I'm a firm believer in return to tradition because it's more spiritual and people, I think, are attracted to the spirituality of it. We're talking with George Anderson. If you're interested in uh, learning more about him or his work, uh, you can find him on social media or just go to the website, georgeanderson.com. It's uh, spelled exactly as it sounds. Uh, George, there are some skeptics in our audience of of mediums even being able to do this, all mediums, not necessarily you. And one listener wrote to me because his brother frequently patronizes a medium to the tune of $300 an hour. And he tries to speak to their deceased mother and other relatives. And this uh, this medium books appointments through the Internet where folks give their name and other information that could indicate where they're located. And this person that wrote to me said, isn't it possible using current Internet search tools to find out the names of their deceased relatives, which uh, couldn't which could be used in the reading? Um, Obviously, I'm not saying you do that, but do you think that there are mediums that do that? And does that give the whole concept of medium? a little bit of a poor reputation in some quarters? Perhaps, but as I said, I don't allow any information Mm -hmm. to be told to me at all. I don't ask anybody questions. I'll ask them to confirm a statement I'm making or if I feel their loved ones around, is that accurate? You know, things of that nature. But I tell them, don't just say yes so that you understand don't volunteer any information and you know but your loved ones do it their way they won't do it the way you expect they won't do it my way which i will be honest with you to this day still pisses me off <laughs> but i can't break their arm to do it the way i would like but from what i've seen I mean, I'm sure not everybody who comes to see me is tickled pink. You know, there's always going to be a whiner in the crowd because it didn't go the way that they felt it should. But they shoot the messenger, you know, and I have no power over that. I can only relate to them what the souls are helping me to feel or signaling me with. But it's definitely a interesting experience both for the people who are the subjects and for myself as well each session is unique and different unto itself so i always tell people you know keep your listening ears on 
you know, listen to what I'm saying to you on their behalf, because I've had individuals, you know, not recognize names or circumstances. I mean, not I couldn't remember everybody I knew in my life. And other people can't also. So I usually say, all right, I'll leave it with you with a question mark. And fortunately, they'll contact me again and let me know that what they had heard made sense when they said, no, it didn't. And it basically, many of them have said it's changed their lives. And I'm very happy for that. But again, I'm just the instrument it's really the infinite light over there that changes their lives. Mm. You can call it God if you like or, like or a higher power. But there are places over there, too, as I said, the lower levels, that people that have not been very good here will go. They're not condemned there forever. You can call it hell if you like. They're not condemned there. It's not fire and brimstone. It's damp. It's gloomy. And you're in with souls that are exactly like you. But the road to redemption is never closed. But it's up to you to bring yourself into the light and seek redemption. But in the infinite light, the souls have told me that they're ruled by the seven fruits of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And um, I never heard of them before. And I went to, had attended Catholic school, but not the seven gifts, the seven fruits. Because every time I would do a session, it just would be so uplifting for me. And finally, they explained to me that I'm feeling from them that are in the seven fruits of the Holy Spirit. And I looked it up online and found out what they were. And the seven fruits are really the highest and the best virtues you could have. And many people come also, they want to hear from their pets and their, you know, not that they speak English, sure. But their pets are there in the infinite light as animals. I'm not a people person, but I'm definitely an animal person. Uh, yeah, and know. animals love you just as you are. Yeah, I think a lot of our audience would probably describe themselves that way as well. You've been described, and I introduced you, as the world's most scientifically tested medium. Could you explain to folks who may not be familiar with your career some of how you got that title? What were some of the scientific methods um, used to test? I'm trying to think back because it was really years ago that those experiments were taking place where I had gone to um, a neurologist tested me at Interfaith Hospital in Brooklyn years ago. I don't even remember when it was. And what he found fascinating is that I would do a session one side of my brain, I guess, or subconscious would light up. And he said, ironically, they call that the dead zone because they don't know what it's there for. 
And when I said that they were leaving, it would start to diminish gradually. So I was always open to the experiments because I was just as curious as the next guy, you know, how can I, you know, learn to relate to this better? And, you know, there were many Catholic saints that had extraordinary abilities. Like St. Dominic Savio, he was, he died as a teenager, but he used to have what he called his episodes, I believe. And the priest that was the head of his Catholic school didn't give him a hard time about it because of the spirituality of it. But as I said, it's the spirituality that really attracts me, not any of their man-made rules and regulations. And the changes of Vatican II to me are despicable. So that might give you an idea where my head is at. Understood. Well, we, yeah, we, we'll uh, save the debate on uh, Second Vatican Council for another day because something tells me we're not going to get to the bottom of it in this conversation. Uh, George, we're just about out of time. I am curious, whenever I get to speak with someone of your abilities, uh, I am curious to ask this question. Is there anything that you can tell me about anyone that I've known that's passed on? I, I'd certainly be curious to know about uh, how a lot of folks that I've been uh, acquainted with, either in terms of family or friends that are now dead, how they're doing and what they think about what's going on in the world or in my life? Well, I think the best thing to do would be to go on the website and make an appointment and, you know, wait for either a phone or a private session where you'll have a first-hand experience of what it can be about. And I would recommend that's the best thing to do. Fair enough. Uh, George Anderson, I appreciate the time this morning. I know it's late. If people want to learn more about your work, they can go to georgeanderson.com. Thanks so much, George. Thank you kindly. Take care. Thank you. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you're welcome to give me a call. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. This is The Other Side of Midnight. Straight ahead.